Welcome to Heart Health Radio with board-certified cardiologist and internal medicine specialist, Dr. Franklin Weefall. Heart Health Radio, Heart Health Radio, oh, 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 hearthealthradio.com, Heart Health Radio. Heart Health Radio is meant for information purposes only. Before taking any action, talk to your doctor. And this is Heart Health Radio. I'm Dame Alexander. He is Dr. Franklin Weefold. Hello, sir. Yeah, momentous day. They just declared Pennsylvania for Joe. So Sleepy Joe is the next president of the United States. I really don't think the challenges and the court challenges are going to work. Um, I hear Trump has not conceded. Now, what does this have to do with medical things? Uh, the Democratic platform talked about Medicare for all. Mm-hmm. So there are 186 million people in this country with private insurance. By that, I mean it could be, you know, the government does Blue Cross, but it's administered by private companies. Right. And, you know, I love my insurance. Do you love your insurance? Yeah, I do, yeah. actually. So I don't think Medicare for All is going to go through. Um, looks like we're the, <laughs> the, the Republicans are going to win the Senate. Number one, that'll stop it. Number two, I don't know if you noticed, a lot of Democrats are mad because of the far-left uh, agenda that almost cost a bunch of them their seats and actually did cost a bunch of their seats. So um, I'm going to take Biden at his, at his word that he's going to be not a, a blue president, but a red, white, and blue all-American president. Yeah. And let's see if it really happens. And all of you out there who are sad, remember, God will see this country through. He always has. Uh, today, the sun came up yep. and the flag was raised. Yeah. So. I, I remember when Donald Trump was elected yeah. and hearing from people who were just – they were ready to light their hair yeah. on fire. Well, how about all the celebrities moving? Well, well but hey, – Moving but he, to out of the country. Well, but he, but here's the thing. And I, I, I said people to people then, OK, here's the thing. Somebody who you didn't prefer became elected. Right. That's happened to me before I managed to get through it. Right. And I, I will say this. I think that – uh, the pollsters um, were crazy wrong. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to say this. COVID infected Donald Trump, and he survived. Mm-hmm. But I really think COVID really did him in. I mean, if it hadn't been for COVID, the economy kept growing. Mm-hmm. There's no way that they would have you know, turned him down. And a lot of the things that I think he got uh, upset about and said some things that alienated a lot of the swing voters, is those independent moderates, I think came from his COVID uh, uh, crisis, right. got him on the edge. I mean, can you imagine if COVID hadn't happened? I can't. I mean, in terms of what our life would be like? Do you know, I think this is happening to everybody. I watched a movie the other night with my wife, and a fellow's drinking a water. He's out in the sunshine. He's drinking a water, and his buddy's thirsty. He hands it to him, and the other guy takes the water, and he just chugs it. I said, pre-COVID, yeah, yeah. Pre-COVID, pre-COVID. Right? You're, you're watching entertainment or anything, and somebody shakes somebody's hand. Pre-COVID, 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 or you know, scratches their face. Right, you know, pre-COVID. Get your hand out of there. Absolutely. All right, listen, we've got we've got some major stories, including aspirin. What can't it do? Yeah, it's another aspirin's good, aspirin's bad. Yep. Well, aspirin's good again. A woman jumped from an airplane. After having an adverse effect to a medicine, which you've been prescribing for 35 for, years. Really? And, and I didn't believe it at first, but maybe it's true. It's not, a, it's not one of mine, is it? Oh, it's common. Is it common? It's common. Okay. 
And we got to start talking about Danish minks. Whoever had Danish minks on their bingo card for amazing things in 2020, <laughs> fill in that square. But don't throw away your mink code. It's only the live ones. Okay. What? What's happened? The the virus has mutated into yeah, okay, minks? So I, this is the thing. I don't want people to be scared. Um, there is a viral mutation that was in Nevada. They, they've documented it, and it made it more contagious, but not as deadly. Well, no, excuse me, did not make it more deadly. Okay. So you hear about viral mutations. They happen all the time because imagine there's billions and billions of replications of virus mm-hmm. whenever there's an infection. And when your genetic material is duplicated, there are errors. I mean, there are errors in nature. Yes. Now, there are ways to correct those errors, but sometimes they don't get corrected. Uh-huh. Usually what happens when a virus mutates, it mutates into a less contagious or most of the time a less lethal thing. Okay. Well, now we know there are some viral mutations that make it easier to transmit. But I don't want you all out there, the listeners, to think that that means it's more deadly. And it hasn't been shown to be more deadly. Now, this is what's happening in Denmark. 18 million minks. Okay. You imagine how many coats that would be and fur hats and, yes. and gloves yes. are going to be slaughtered. I mean, they're going to kill them all and they're going to throw away the pelts yes. because they've developed a COVID that is mutated and they don't know whether it's going to be more dangerous or not. It's a unique mutation. Yeah. And so now they've got 100 people already in Denmark that have this mutation. And yes. are sick from it. Now, there's not enough data out to see whether their death rate is going to be higher. But I can tell you right now, our death rate is plummeting. And I, I don't want to give people a false sense of security. But 100,000 cases with 1,000 deaths, that's one in 100. Mm-hmm. Whereas when this started, if you go back and look, I mean, people were dying right and left. Right. Um, we had, what a, at one point, a 7 8% uh, mortality rate. So uh, I'm going to not go out on a ledge here and say that it's less deadly because it could all be from treatment, okay? It could all be from the steroids that we're giving, uh, the remdesivir. Although, did you see that latest study that the WHO said remdesivir is no good? Uh, and then we have studies that say it is good. Yeah. So yeah, that's it's just a tough situation. But don't worry about the mutations in Nevada. Don't worry about the mutations in the minks in Denmark because they've not been shown to make them more deadly. Although the one in Nevada is more contagious, it's more easily spread. The uh, the whole concept is that there are animal diseases that can sneak into us, and that's what this COVID seems to be. That's called zoonotic, like zoo. Yeah. Nautic, and it means that that's what bird flu is, okay? Yeah. That's what swine flu is, H1N1, H1N2. That's just the way you characterize the flu vaccine. And they're zoonotic, and they come from animals. Man. So I think the biggest thing that we've got to, to emphasize, because I think COVID came from bats. Now, it may have come from bats through the Wuhan viral. Sure, sure, Institute, from people, yeah. But we've got to stop getting around these wild animals. 
You know, it's just crazy. Agreed. And I remember, do you remember way back when, when we talked about the wet market? Yeah. You know, they're selling, you know, um, armadillos, you know, that they capture in the jungle. I don't know. Do armadillos live in jungles? I I have no idea, but they're delicious, I'm sure. Right. You got to stop doing that. You got to, I mean, you you totally have to keep them on the grill (laughs) for like hours. You think cooking a pig, armadillo, you got to crack open the, the whole thing, but... Delicious. Yeah. Well, I want to. Um, it's true. I have not had. I want to get into uh, <laughs> how we can protect ourselves from zoonotic infections or any infection. And this is something we talked about, gosh, a year ago. In fact, we talked about it longer than a year ago because here's what happened Dr. Weefall does a weekly one minute uh, heart health minute. And then a year later, we put this together, and this is after the first one. We did not want them to be no, without that's the not equipment that, one. That's that not they the one. needed. So there was not. Oh well, that's all right. We'll find it. It's it's um, it's going to be labeled. Well, I don't know. I, I could have pushed the wrong button. I yeah, apologize. That's okay. In any case, you told people that. They need to play in the dirt. Play in the dirt. And and this is, let your kids play in the dirt. And the reason why that happens is that we need to be exposed to different types of bacteria and viruses. And they're in our environment and especially in soil. So let your kids play in the dirt. But what's happened with COVID is that all these people now are gardening. There is a huge increase in home gardening because people weren't allowed to go out. Sure. Well, then they went back and looked at all these old studies. Did you know gardeners have fewer colds? I did not know And when they measured in a lab, gardeners, what we call natural immunity. So immunity is not just antibodies, although they did have antibodies to multiple cold uh, viruses um, and bacteria. Um, They had natural killer cells that could recognize all sorts of bacteria and viruses they'd never seen before. So I think Mm -hmm. that the best study we could have right now is to go back and say, do gardeners have less COVID? And I'll bet you a dollar to donuts that they do. And so this is the thing. What we talked about in our house was disinfecting all of the silverware and, you know, not shaking hands and all that stuff. Go out in your garden and start digging with your bare hands. Because I'm you going to You will stimulate what? your immune system. Yeah. And there are billions of viruses and bacteria in the soil that when you're exposed to will mount an immune response and protect you. So, for example, there are all sorts of people we've been that have been proven to be resistant to COVID. Okay. Not because they had COVID before, but because they had some other coronavirus that was very similar Right. And their immune system recognized the bad COVID as the old coronavirus and killed it. So my plan to only shower occasionally, does that mean I will be healthier? Only if in you the- roll in your garden dirt okay. first. Right. No, because because there is this attitude among some people that all these things that we put on our hands, these anti you know bacterial agents they're just delaying the bacteria getting to us. 
Uh, yeah, but the, it, see, it's it's difficult to comprehend. Yeah, when there is a viral pandemic, yeah, you've got to be careful in your home. Okay, and because we can exchange a viral pandemic virus, but what I'm talking about is when there isn't a pandemic, and e- well, even when there is, yeah, expose yourself to natural bacteria and viruses. Here's here's another oh, we got time. Yeah, yeah. Another reason. Okay, remember polio before we had a vaccine. Sure. The peep farmers kids did not get polio. They didn't. Because because they found out that in soil is a virus very similar to the polio virus. When those kids were out in the farms working in the gardens, they got exposed to it and they developed an antibody and natural immunity to it. The kids who got polio were the suburban kids living in these sterilized environments. So uh, did you play in the dirt when you were a kid? I did. I did. Yeah. Yeah. I was was told to come in when it got dark. Right. We used to get on our bikes and drive to the creeks and make dams like beavers. Exactly right. right, I I haven't had a cold in three years. Good for you. Three years. Good for you. I got one right now. <laughs> I got. I got to hey, ask hey, you. I'm going to go get some dirt. Yeah, get some dirt. <laughs> it's not a cure, but it's no, a no, prevention. No. All right. Telephone number nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three nine one nine eight six zero nine seven eight three. Call right now. We'll get you on the radio with Doctor Franklin Weefault. We're also going to talk about aspirin. This woman who jumped from an airplane because of a drug interaction or drug, uh, you know, side effect. And the CDC knew the test was a failure, and yet they went ahead with it. All that coming up on Heart Health Radio. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network, where you get better, stay healthy, and spot medical misinformation just by enjoying it on the radio or Anytime you want on Apple Podcasts yeah. or at hearthealthradio.com. So the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, did they make the test? Yeah, but we've talked about it before, but I want to go over it. So the plan that they developed way back when was to have a million accurate tests, uh, and they had them ready by February, and yeah. the CDC insisted on making them themselves. And these were the PCR. They measured the um, uh, DRNA, the genetic material in the virus. That's the ones I use. They're very accurate. Yeah. They had a million of them. So the whole plan was as soon as it hit, they would trace these people, test them, and you know, isolate them. Well, here's the problem is the tests were contaminated with the COVID virus. Yeah. And so they were all coming up positive. And I thought that was a terrible thing. I mean, I thought – Boy, they should have had a company that really knew what they were doing, make these tests for them. Yeah. But the guy in the lab who ran the the vaccine testing lab at the CDC insisted. Well, it's just come out. And I think this is just horrible. They knew they were contaminated and rolled them out anyway. I mean, how does that happen? And so, you know, President Biden, elect Biden, has said Mm -hmm. he's going to listen to the scientists. Well, I mean, it's terrible. Just Terrible that these are the trusted scientists, the Centers for Disease Control. Yeah. I would excuse them for screwing up and making a bad test that it's inexcusable. Yeah. That they put the test out knowing that it was faulty. I'm telling you that this entire year 
has ended any help from scientists. Right. I'm telling you that there are very few scientists who are going to carry any weight. Yeah. They stand up there and say, you know something, I'm a scientist. Yeah. Yeah. If sorry. You hear it, we talk about, you know, um, missing, medical misinformation yeah. and fake news. When you see a story that says scientists say or so-and-so's yes. Yes. a scientist. Yes. And, you know, this is sad because when it comes to a really crucial issue yep. and there are bona fide scientists, nobody's going to believe them anymore. I get it. And it's really sad. All right. A woman jumped from an airplane over Madagascar Bad. because – well, and of course she died – because she was having what kind of reaction? Okay, so doxycycline, very common antibiotic. We use it all the time. Skin infections that are yeah. resistant to staph. Yeah. I mean, staph, skin infections resistant to penicillin. Some urinary tract infections. Uh, acne. Okay. Um, it's a great drug. It's been around since 1967, and it's still being used. Now, I didn't believe this story. Because one of the other usages for doxycycline that's pretty rare is prevention of malaria. So this Mm -hmm. young woman, Elena Cutland, healthy, 19 years old, had gone to a place which was a high risk for malaria. So she got doxycycline as a prevention. And I'm telling you, people take it all the time. Yeah. Well, she got on the plane, and her parents were pretty wealthy, and she wanted to get out of that area because I don't know why. So she got on a private plane to fly to a large city where they're going to fly her out of there. She gets on the plane. It takes off. All of a sudden, she goes nuts. And the pilot and all these people were trying to restrain her. And she wow. opened the door and jumped out, fell 5,000 feet to her death. Now, they're attributing – they did an autopsy and there are no other bad drugs. She wasn't on meth. She wasn't on cocaine. Mm-hmm. Anything like that. Not on any psychotropic drugs. Mm-hmm. And I didn't believe it because doxycycline is so common. Well, I looked it up and I didn't Google it. Well, I, <laughs> I did Google a reputable you know, drug uh, source. Yeah. And it, it's a side effect. Now, it's one in, gosh, a million or so. And so people who read this article – um, or hear from us, I don't want you to not take your doxycycline if your doctor prescribes it. But just realize that, and this is the thing I want to tell people, any medicine, any medicine, if you read the package insert, is going to scare you. Yeah. And so this is a known, very rare side effect of doxycycline. But if you may be that one in a million person, or if your loved one is on doxycycline and starts to behave irrationally, take them off the doxycycline. Call your doctor. Yeah. And this is one where I would say, you know, usually they say don't stop a medicine until you get your doctor. Yeah. If you're on doxycycline or your loved one is and they're acting irrationally, stop it and call your doctor, you know, shoot first, ask questions later. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's scary. Uh, and I didn't believe it, but it is known. What about aspirin is so good? Okay. So, you know, we hear all this stuff uh, and, and they're confused. This is another way scientists say stories yeah. where, you know, aspirin as a prevention of heart disease and people below the age of 50, it actually did prevent, but there was a higher incidence of bleeding. So they, you know, aspirin can cause ulcers and cause you to bleed. It's because it's a, a medicine that prevents clotting. Clotting causes heart attack. Mm-hmm. Um 
But it does something else. It's an anti-inflammatory medication, too. Right. So that's why, you know, we don't give aspirin for fevers anymore. Remember, I was a kid. We used to have uh, St. Joseph's. Uh, Orange-flavored chewable aspirin. Yeah. I used to like Children's aspirin. I yes. like it. In we don't do that. Well, we call it a baby aspirin because it was for babies. The reason why we don't do that is that there was a very rare uh, side effect, sort of like the doxycycline mm-hmm. causing um, the psychotic episode, but it was called Rye syndrome, R-E-Y-E-S, and it was a neurologic thing. If you got a virus and you were a kid and had the susceptibility, you would get it. So we yeah. stopped giving aspirin to kids. But aspirin's great for fevers because it's a great anti-inflammatory agent. Right. And that is probably another reason why aspirin works for heart attack because inflammation is what starts a heart attack. It ruptures that, that cholesterol buildup and then clots form. Right. So they found out that aspirin helps reduce the incidence of severe COVID. It doesn't, it doesn't wipe it out. Yeah. But this is what I've been trying to say. We have to find the anti-inflammatory agents that prevent the COVID virus from taking over our immune system and causing these things called cytokine storm, S-T-O-R-M. And it just is terrible. The virus doesn't chew up your body. In other words, the virus just sits there and replicates. You have billions of viruses right now replicating in our body. The trouble with the coronaviruses is that they can activate an overdrive in your immune system. So things like aspirin may really help. And having a a good, strong immune system is another thing. We're going to talk about the numbers in North Carolina and even Virginia uh, going up. We've got Rose Hoban coming up from North Carolina Health News. Also going to talk about um, a couple of people on the shout-out uh, we got some uh, celebrities. This is Celebrity Shoutout Day. Is and, it? And rightly so, because yeah. these are great people. All right. Now I'm going to ask some questions. I just got a new toy, uh, a sugar meter, a glucosamine meter. No, it's not glucosamine. It's glucose. Glucose meter. Glucosamine is that stuff in your joints. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. Glucose. Here's a, I didn't go to that school. We're going to play with that toy just a little bit. Coming yeah. up. This is Heart Health Radio. Now back to heart health. Have a question for Dr. Weefald? Call 919-860-9783. Listen to Heart Health Radio on Apple Podcasts anytime you want or at hearthealthradio.com. My name is Dave Alexander. He is Dr. Franklin Weefald, and we welcome Rose Hoban from North Carolina Health News. Hi, Rose. Hey, fellas. How are you today? So far, we're good. So our numbers are going up. I know. Um, it, you know, the, the, our, well, actually, our hospitalizations are hovering just around 1,200, and they have been for a couple weeks. Okay. So that's good in that they're, they're not going up. They've gone up, but they're yeah. not going up more. The, and, and our cases, the number of cases, right? The big number, I'm putting my hands out wide. They're going up, but they're, we're also testing a lot of people. Yeah. So our percentage of people who are positive is up, but it's kind of holding around. Yeah. I mean, I guess I, I wanted to get your opinion because I think these cases are skyrocketing, but I don't see, and it's been two weeks, I don't really see a huge increase in the hospitalizations, and I see a little increase in the number of, of deaths. So... You know, I'm kind of thinking that 
maybe, just maybe, there is an element of testing. And you know what? I really, an, yeah, I'd really like there to might see be an element of testing. Yeah. But also, I'm actually working on a story right now about how your tribe, Doctor Weepold, is doing a much better job yeah. of managing to keep people from getting into an ICU when they do get yeah. to the hospital, yeah. and also the the number of the folks who are testing positive right now are younger. Yeah. And and what I would like to see that they haven't supplied as a statistic is percentages of asymptomatic positive tests. And that would well, give I us mean, a really good idea. You know, if the if the percentage of asymptomatic tests are 60 and then they go down to 30, that means everybody had symptoms. If they go up to 70, 80 percent of the people who are, quote, unquote, testing positive, then maybe they shouldn't be called cases, you know, because well, people see 100,000 cases a day. Is that is that ninety thousand asymptomatic people? Oh, I don't know. What is the answer? Well, I mean, that's that's. I think the fact that I mean, there's there's two ways you can look at that. Like one way is you can look at it that way, right? Mm-hmm. The other way is like when you have, you know, you often don't see all the asymptomatic cases, right? But the right. flip side of it is that someone will come in and get tested, and they'll go, "Oh my gosh, I'm asymptomatic," but we don't know what happens to them two days later. Right. Right. So that 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 would be, I mean, that might, you know, that's that's a tricky one, yeah. right? Because, yeah. you know, I think the, the when you look at sort of the if you talk to the public health people, and I I, I talked to some ICU people this past week because I am I'm doing a story about how ICU treatment has changed since the beginning of the pandemic, and. Um, what they're all saying is that the, the the folks they're seeing are younger, which is good. Good, <laughs> she says hesitantly, in that they don't get as sick; they're less right. likely to die. Knock wood. Um, so, so yeah. what I'm saying is the news is not good on the number of cases, but it's not so bad on the number of hospitalizations and deaths. So. Right. I'll be very yeah, interested to read your article. Uh, when will it be on? Uh, I'm I'm looking for sometime midweek. I'm I'm looking for maybe one more voice. I've I'm kind of concentrated on the triangle just because these are folks I know better. I've put out word to somebody uh, out in the western part of the state, especially because I had a, I, I I have a friend who quite sadly his father was in Statesville and he yeah. died of COVID. Well, listen, and we will. So I'm looking to talk to the folks at the hospital where he was to to get a sense from them what's yeah. happening out there. All right. Well, we'll look forward to listening. I mean, to to reading your article, and we'll Thank see you. So you. Uh, we'll hear from you next week. All right. I look forward to it as always. And you guys have a great week. You, you too. too. NorthCarolinaHealthNews.org is the website. They also get they get some some stories from outside the area. There's a neat one that Dr. Weefault's got to read. It says how COVID deaths, uh, how COVID death counts became the stuff of conspiracy theories. This is medical and conspiracy yeah. theories. He likes that. I do. He's, he's going to read that. We got to pick up with Bill and Raleigh. Bill, thank you very much for calling Heart Health Radio. How you doing? Oh, I'm doing okay. Hope What's you up? are. What's up? Um, I called doctor a couple months ago. I had an open heart surgery, and they replaced the valve with a bovine. Yeah. But uh, I was having problems. I'm ha- I'm still having problems with my left leg. Um, and Dr. Ruifal yeah. said it was possibly mechanical or veins. And 
I've been doing is yoga and cycling, and that seems to alleviate a, a lot of the pain so that I'm better able to sleep at night. Yeah. Now, if it, if it weren't for the COVID, I've all, I would have already gone to see uh, Dr. Rosenblum over at Emerge uh, Orthopedics. Sure. But because of the COVID, I'm scared to death because of my pre-existing, and I'm going to be 69 in another sure. couple months. Sure. So what I want the doctor to tell me is, how to how what's the process I should take in order to get a definitive answer as to what's causing my left leg to ache and hurt and it's it seems like it's um it's not nerve problems it doesn't seem like like mm-hmm. you know it, but it's like um between my hip and my knee i had i had a uh meniscus removed sure. uh, a couple years ago and my knee had to have uh, drainage from a uh, baker cyst mm-hmm. and the knee stays swollen Ouch. But, but the pain it just seems to move around up and down my my left leg yeah um, so it's really the thigh region yes yeah so is it does the thigh swell too I if it does, it's minimal. Okay. It's, it's hard. It, I feel like it does, but, I, I, you know, I'm not certain. I, I don't take measurements okay. of it. And there's absolutely no discomfort in the calf or the foot. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. The, the pain has moved. Okay. It started, so it, it goes all the way down. Around, it started up around where my kidneys were, and I, I, I'm thinking, is this is this cancer? Is this prostate? Sure. So you say your kidneys, you're talking about your back then, right? Yes. Okay. Let me just say, I haven't, in how you describe it, I wouldn't rule out a vascular problem. And that is, you know, a a clog in one of the arteries. So that would be easy to determine with just a blood pressure test on your ankle. Now, what else could it be? You had surgery on your knee. Sometimes you can affect what's called the lymphatic channels. And they carry the clear liquid at that's left over after you fight infections. Yes. And so that's usually associated with a lot of swelling. Um, when you had your valve surgery, you did not have bypass either, right? No, you I just didn't. had the valve. No. So that rules out that the veins are really a problem. You don't have big varicose veins, do you? Yeah. Well, they're yes. Okay. I mean, they're not huge, but they're beginning. Okay. That's. So that's another issue. And yeah. then, you know, I'm thinking more about your back and whether or not you've got, you know, the classic thing is called a pinched nerve and whether there's a problem with uh, the spine or the discs you, uh, pinching the nerve that runs down to your leg. Now, that's usually associated with severe back pain, but not always. And the other place that can pinch your nerve is where the hip bone is. So I think the, you know, don't. If, if it starts to hurt really bad, and especially if it turns blue, don't worry about COVID. Put on a mask. Go see a vascular specialist. Vascular. But I think, yeah, I think that it's a good idea to start with the ortho guy because you've got a swollen knee. Okay. And so sometimes the knee pain can radiate up into the thigh. But let me just say what you're doing now yeah. is excellent. and. You know, it's helping to manage it. I don't know if you're yeah. taking any natural anti-inflammatory medications. All I take is uh, COVID. All right. Three, three, one, twenty-five. Yeah. Try taking some turmeric. 
Uh, it's a natural spice. It's anti-inflammatory. Some, turmeric? Yeah, turmeric. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ginger is another one and milk thistle. They're natural compounds and I'm, I'm not one of these, you know, um, Birkenstock wearing mm-hmm. – Actually, I've got Birkenstocks today. But what I'm trying to say is I'm not just one of these people who <laughs> believes that natural is better. Yeah. But these are very simple and non-harmful spices and herbs that I take for my back pain. And I can say it works. And it's also been studied and reduces inflammation. Well, how much – like sometimes I take a, a spoonful of ginger and put it in my smoothie yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Is that too much? Too, no. Too little? You really can't overdose on ginger, okay? Now, what I do is I get the capsules, okay? And I take two gingers, two turmerics, and a milk thistle. And call me in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Love Bill, you. And call us back and let us know. I think if it gets real bad, don't worry about COVID. Go to your doctor. I, I see patients every day, 30 people. We have a really good preventive system. Haven't had anybody spread COVID in the office yet. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Thank you so much. Hey, God uh, bless you. Likewise. One thing we didn't cover is, you know, you're right. You have not had anything happen in your office where right. you've said, okay, someone got it from someone else. You know, we're not getting increases in numbers right. related to the schools being open. It's, we're not. And they just had an article, five-year-old kid died of COVID. Yes, the reason why it's an article, it's a, it's a man bites dog story. Yeah. My daughter goes, and we've said this before, my daughter goes to a wonderful school, Cardinal Gibbons. They've yeah. had seven, eight people test positive. Nothing bad happened. Right. They're, they're monitoring it. They're doing the situation, and they got to keep going. You need to go to school. You need right. to go to your doctor. Right. And uh, we have time to tell you my other doctor story? Sure. So there is a doctor I know who, uh, whose name I won't mention. Is being very careful in the office uh-huh. and is is testing himself yes. once a week. Okay, thirteen negative, accurate tests. Thirteen, no COVID, no COVID, but antibodies are positive. Really? So, you know, and and this doctor played in the dirt. Uh, you know, when we were kids, recently. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, no. I'm just making that up. But. He doesn't garden. But yeah. anyway, I mean, we were kids. It was great. You get on your bike at 8 o'clock in the morning, come sure. home for supper. You go down to the creek. You make a dam. Anyway, the guy's never been sick. I talked to him. I said, have you been <laughs> sick at all? Nope. So either he had an asymptomatic infection before he started testing himself. Right. I think it's the opposite, though. I think he's immune because he got antibodies from one uh, coronavirus that wasn't Deadly, yeah, and they cross-reacted with the, with the COVID nineteen. So, so it's possible to have had a reaction to COVID and never have been sick, right? And so never have been triggered. We think that yeah. sixty to seventy percent of people who are exposed to COVID and get the infection are asymptomatic. Yeah. So it's interesting. This okay. is another example: play in the dirt, play in the creeks. Two celebrity shout-outs coming up. And your phone calls, if you want to uh, dial us up, 919-860-9783. This is Heart Health Radio on the Heart Health Radio Network. Well, you know you make me want to kick my heels up and down, throw my hands up and down, throw my head back and down. 
got a couple of people who just deserve some credit for uh, being honest about their health conditions or family health conditions. One is Brett Baer of Fox News. Well, you know, I really like Brett. Um, if you watch Fox News, I think he is really even-handed. Okay, mm-hmm. he's called out the right people. He's called out the left people. One thing I didn't realize is that his son is going to have like his uh, fourth open heart surgery. And I wanted to let everybody know the miracle of pediatric cardiac surgery. His his son's name is Paul. Mm-hmm. He's about to go undergo another fourth where they actually open the heart up. Now, Paul was born with five holes in the heart. Wow. But the worst problem is he had what – and you read about – I want to explain what this is – transposition of the great vessel. So the right heart – has a great vessel that's supposed to go to your lung artery. Mm-hmm. So the left heart has a great vessel that's supposed to go to your body. So the right heart pumps blue blood without oxygen. Yeah. It picks it up in the lung. The red blood goes into the left heart, and it gets pumped to your body. He had transposition of the great vessel. So the right heart pumped to the body, and the left heart pumped to the lungs. So he wouldn't have lived if there hadn't been holes in the heart to let red and blue blood mix. So what they did when he was born was they created a new channel from the right heart to the pulmonary artery and relocated the left heart to go to the body. Here's the problem is that he grows. Sure. So um, Brett Bear describes the original channel as smaller than a macaroni <laughs> Wow. So as the child grows, yeah. he has to have it more and more. Sure. So we're going to pray for Brett's son, Paul, wow. and his family. Um, he says the kid, Paul, yeah. looks like a normal kid. Sure. Runs around, plays sports. But as he gets older, yeah, he needs a larger conduit from the right heart to the lung. They've, they've used an angioplasty balloon to sort of squeeze it open. Mm-hmm. But there's only so far you can squeeze that open, you know. So he's undergoing his heart surgery. Uh, let's all pray for Paul Bear wow. and his mom and dad now. Jeff Bridges. You know my dog's name is Lebowski, right? Yeah, Because he's the big Lebowski. <laughs> if you haven't seen the movie, don't see it if you don't like bad words because there are bad <laughs> words in this movie. But the dude is Lebowski. And it's played by Jeff Bridges, and yeah. he is – you know, there's this, there's books out about the zen of the dude. <laughs> he has this way of not caring about the world. He doesn't have a job. He says, man, you know, and he says, the dude abides. He's a great man. He's married to the same lady for 40 years. He's mm-hmm. got a wonderful family. Well, he developed lymphoma, and lymphoma is a cancer of the white blood cells, the lymphocytes that help kill – invading bacteria and viruses. And so he has this lymphoma and he's dealing with it. Right. And there's this great picture of him with this it's called a port. So he's got this pump yeah. outside of his chest going into his vein. No he's got way. the long hair and the he looks just like the dude. He's wearing a bathrobe and he's sitting there happy. Yeah. And the reason why he's happy, he has a handle on the way life it's just not fair. Yeah, well. And so we're all going to pray for the dude, yep. although I'm not so sure that he's praying for himself because he just believes no matter what happens, the dude abides. Well. You know? Okay. So here's to him. The uh, flu vaccine, we had a call 
couple of weeks ago about the flu vaccine. Does it protect us well, and, from you know, COVID? I was wrong in, in making a blanket statement because I didn't think that there was any evidence that getting the flu vaccine protected you from the COVID virus. Yeah. Oh, of course. I read the article two days later. And it and really does seem that those who got the flu virus early okay. have a lower chance of getting COVID. Now, that may be what we call natural immunity. Okay. So it's not just antibodies. There are things called natural killer cells, natural born killer cells. Yeah. And they just kill anything. Okay. So they're not in uh, a particular mode to kill one bacteria or one virus. So it looks like one of the things that the flu vaccine does is promote the natural killer cell. Uh, it looks like get your flu vaccine, get a slightly lower risk of COVID and a way big lower risk of getting the flu. Right. Let me uh, shout out some people yeah. who are on uh, watching us on Facebook Live. I'm going to give the names here. Joanne Crocker, Gwenda Hardy, Diane Honeycutt. Uh, Dallas Webster and listen, Cinda Lou, Cinda Lou, Sue Linda Martin, Sue Linda Martin. She's in Newfoundland. No, yeah, and she used to be a patient here. This is a sad thing. They moved yeah. back to Canadian. They moved yeah. back to Canada because of the drug prescription prices. Yeah, and I'm just, I just see her name up here, and she's fantastic. Connie Adams, Pam Pennington, Sellers, Felicia Lee. Thank you. There's more and more on this list. I just wanted to say thank you for watching us on Facebook Live. And become a friend of Dr. Franklin Weefald. It just says Franklin Weefald. I'm public, so you you don't have to be a friend. Oh, you don't. Look up Franklin Weefald and you can go. Okay. I got a toy this week. It's a a freestyle sugar glucose monitor. It's called the Libre, L-I-B-R-E. Right. Libre link. Now, there's a thing attached to my arm now. And how hard was that to put on? Not hard at all. I couldn't believe how easy it, it really hurt. was. No, it didn't hurt. Didn't hurt. There's so a you thing stick attached. It on your arm. Yes, and it attaches. Yeah, there's. It's, it's like that thing in the movie Alien, but it's not on your face. Well, you know, before I put it on me, I noticed there was a little bit of a wire, you know, like a needle kind of thing in the center. Yeah. Okay, but it's about as big as the foam things you put underneath table legs uh-huh. to keep it from scratching the hardwood okay you go boom it goes on what's it how's it stick is it a lot is that a, there's a adhesive thing? there's adhesive, adhesive but okay. i don't you know and it's and got you don't have to put a battery in right a battery's in there batteries in there okay batteries are included i i'm on my smartphone i kick a button that says check glucose i go over you might even hear it you hear that it's and a scan complete scan error let me see good it. job guys Okay, hang on. Got to do it again. Sometimes. There you go. My, there's my blood glucose right there. It's down. Yeah, it's down at 242. Okay, so, it should so have been this is lower. fantastic, especially for people who need insulin. There are some diabetics, like the type 1s, that yep. have to have insulin. Yep. So you can look at that, and you'll get used to how much you got to give yourself. And it's you can check it again. So Yes. The problem this morning, Yeah. Dave had. I hate a an English muffin. I did. Now, yeah. that's not sugar. That's not candy. But it might as well be. Remember, one slice of white bread 
is equivalent to several teaspoons full of sugar. I just checked it again. I didn't have to poke myself again. 242. I'm just telling you, I can do this again and again and again. This is a game changer. Here's what's happening in the future. Yeah. They're going to, they already have, um, you know, an insulin pump. Mm -hmm. But now they make it to look just like this. You put your own insulin in it, it's got battery power, and you stick it in your belly, uh, on top of your belly. And then you, you, right now, your smartphone, you have to punch in the, the sugar. All right. Pretty soon they'll talk to each other. Artificial pancreas. And this is the Heart Health Radio Network. 